Hello beautiful souls and welcome or welcome back to Cosmic Chats Astrology Unveiled, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of astrology and we explore how it can guide us on our path of personal growth and healing. I'm your host, Elle, and I'm here to share my passion for the sun, moon, planets, and all of the stars and their influence on our lives. In each episode, we'll explore different aspects of astrology and how we can apply its wisdom to create positive transformations in our own lives. I'll be sharing helpful tips, interviews, and all that you need to know about the weekly and monthly astrology forecasts, including monthly new moons and monthly full moons. We'll dive into topics like understanding birth charts, decoding planetary transits, and really harnessing the energies of the zodiac signs and houses. So if you're ready, it is time to embark on a journey of self-discovery, and together we'll uncover the secrets of astrology and learn how it can help us navigate life's challenges, embrace our strengths, and tap into our highest potential. It's time to unveil the magic that lies within you. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited for today's episode. I've been really eager to put this episode together for you all. So yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this topic. Today, I am talking all about what you can expect in 2024. I'm diving into the energy surrounding the year 2024 and what this means for you on potentially a personal level but also on a collective level. So I'm going to be breaking down some of the major transits that are taking place and what to look out for. So I really hope that you find this episode helpful. If you do, I would love to have you subscribe and join the Soul Family if you haven't already. And if you feel called to leave a review, it means the world to me and really helps support my podcast and passion for sharing astrology with you all. But if you're ready, then let's dive into the energies surrounding 2024. So the first thing that I really wanted to talk about is the numerology surrounding the year 2024. I personally love numerology. I dive into literally everything from numerology to astrology to human design. I just love it all. So the year 2023 was a collective year number seven. And a collective year number seven can really bring a more introspective energy, you know, really asking us to take the time to reflect. So it's possible that like many of you and many of the people around the world went within and really reflected on the past few years and where they are at now. It can bring a time of reevaluation of values, especially within the collective in general. And as a collective, we begin to reevaluate our values. There's also a spiritual energy around a collective year number seven, so more philosophical conversations could have taken place, more exploration of spirituality within the collective, and overall, a collective desire for seeking wisdom, for seeking truth, and for seeking more of a meaning and purpose in life. This energy is also really analytical. The collective had a strong desire to really 
analyzed information and data, making sure that they are analyzing it critically and understanding it on a deeper level. A lot of self-discovery within the collective took place, potential for people to have spent a lot more time in solitude, and in general, as a collective, many were drawn to just reflecting where they are in life and where adjustments might need to be made. Now, as we enter 2024, the collective energy shifts to a year number eight. So now that we've done that reflection, we know where adjustments need to be made. Now it's all about putting it into action and really stepping into your power. With the collective year number eight, you'll probably find there's a focus on power dynamics, even authority figures. Perhaps certain authority figures will be in the spotlight more. I mean, here in the States, it's also an election year. So a focus on people in authority and power is definitely clear. This can also manifest as opportunities to step into leadership roles for a lot of people, honestly, even yourself, or potential challenges in navigating existing power structures. The number eight is also associated with material wealth and abundance. So I do think that finances will be a focus this year in some way. The collective as a whole will most likely be more focused on financial growth and material achievements. And the energy of the number eight is also really centered around structure and discipline. So this can be a year of implementing systems, setting goals, and just staying focused on long-term objectives. And this year can also often signify and bring a heightened sense of responsibility and accountability. This can be a time for individuals and even communities to take ownership of their actions or of their decisions, whether it's good actions, good decisions, or just wrong actions, wrong decisions. During this year, there may be a drive to streamline processes and increase productivity and really achieve those tangible results. We also might find that people are wanting to find more balance in life, especially when it comes to finding a work-life balance. It can also highlight the importance of integrity and ethical behavior. We might even see these topics in the media many times throughout the year. But above all else, a collective year number eight brings transformation and growth. I personally feel as if this will be a super transformative year so if you were looking for this year to be a calmer, more smooth flowing year, I, I just really don't see that being the case here with the transits that are taking place and just overall looking into the energy surrounding 2024. And again, this is just, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to like fear monger and be like, oh my gosh, it's going to be the worst year ever, blah, 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 because that's not the case either. I'm just saying that this year is really bringing in necessary changes that need to take place for growth on a collective level. And we're going to be beginning to see that taking place in 2024. I just, that's how I feel strongly. And so this can be a year where we begin to overcome challenges. We begin to embrace change and we begin to step into a more empowered version of ourselves within the collective. So 
go into this year really asking yourself, like, what is it? Who do you want to be? What is your authenticity? What, who are you at an individual level? And are you showing up in an authentic way in your own life? Or do you need to make those changes and really go into this year with goals in mind that you really want to achieve? And don't be afraid to go after those goals. Because I do think the energy surrounding this year of 2024 is really great for going after goals and for achieving things. But now I want to kind of talk about the major transits to look out for this year. And I just want to say again, this is just all like speculation. I'm just taking a look at the energy and reading the transits and also using my intuition to piece things together and let you know what I think. Am I saying that all of this is going to happen? Like, no, because I'm not going to come out here and say this is exactly what's going to happen. It's you know, prediction, whatever. It's for entertainment purposes, okay? So now let's talk about the major transit. So the first thing that I really want to know is that the nodes will be in the sign Aries and Libra for the entire year. So the north node will be in Aries and the south node will be in Libra. The north node and south node can really provide a lot of valuable insights into our life's purpose, karmic lessons, and even areas of our life that we need more personal growth. So paying attention to where the nodes are transiting currently in your own natal chart is going to be so, so important. So you want to look at in your natal chart where you have Aries and Libra, and that is the area of your life that will have a little bit more of a focus trying to push you towards alignment. By observing the transits of the North Node, you can actually gain a better understanding of the areas of your life that are calling for growth and that are calling for development. And by paying attention to the transits of the South Node, you can identify any maybe karmic patterns or behaviors that may be holding you back from progress and personal evolution. The North Node and South Node transits indicate the areas of your life where you have the potential for significant personal growth and transformation during this time. So by aligning your actions and intentions with the lessons and energies of the nodes, it can really help with realigning yourself within your personal development journey. And the transits of the nodes can also bring about specific opportunities, situations, or even individuals that play a significant role in your life's journey. Overall, you really just want to make sure you're paying attention to the transit nodes and using them to help you navigate your life's journey with greater awareness and just intentionality. And with the North Node in Aries this year, there is an emphasis on developing our individuality, assertiveness, and even a strong focus on self-reliance. We are being encouraged to step into our own power, to assert our needs more, and really just take initiative when it comes to pursuing our goals. There's also a need to find balance, though, within relationships. So the South Node in Libra, it really highlights the need to examine and balance our relationships. It brings attention to any patterns of maybe people-pleasing, uh, codependency, seeking external validation that could be holding you back. This transit really encourages us to find a healthy balance between our own needs and the needs of others. And so with this, there's also a call to embrace independence and again, cultivate that self-reliance because when you think of Aries and then you think of Mars, that's the energy that you really wanna tap into. Specifically in the area of your life that these nodes 
are transiting for you. So whichever house Aries is in in your natal chart, that's going to be where you need to maybe speak up more and be a little bit more assertive and maybe pursue a little bit more of independence there. Maybe take action on a goal that you might have related to that area of your life, things like that. And so this year, we are also really just being asked to trust our own instincts and to make decisions based on our own desires, to really assert our individuality without, you know, relying too heavily on the opinions of others or the approval of others. And above all else, it's really encouraging us to explore our true self and to pursue our passions authentically, to take risks and embrace our unique identity. It's all about stepping out of your comfort zone and really just expressing yourself boldly and honestly. But you may find that you are reevaluating your relationships this year because with the South Node in Libra, as a collective, we are essentially being asked to redefine what healthy partnerships mean to each and every one of us. It encourages us to let go of any imbalances and to just seek relationships that support your growth and allow for mutual respect and equality. And you also may find that, yeah, there is going to be a time where maybe this year in 2024, your awareness to patterns of codependency become greater. But embrace that and really analyze that because there is this opportunity to cultivate healthier and more authentic connections if you really allow yourself to do so, okay? So keep this in mind throughout 2024 with the North Node and the South Node in Aries and Libra. Now let's talk about the start of the year, okay? Because we have a very interesting start to the year, a powerful start to the year in my opinion. So on January 1st, first, we actually start the year off with Mercury stationing direct in the sign of Sagittarius. So that's great. However, it's going to be conjunct Mars and square Neptune. So you're going to feel this energy through the first week of the new year that could bring in some potential confusion as well as potential impulsive communication that could create conflict. So you just want to keep that in mind. You also may even have like an idea or a goal of yours that you really want to move forward with, but at the same time, there could be confusion around these goals or a potential for you to not be seeing the big picture clearly. So just keep this in mind. And now the next major transit that I think is so, so important to talk about is the fact that we have Pluto entering Aquarius on January 20th, and it is going to be conjunct the sun. So this is big. This is powerful. This is intense energy. If we think back to what Pluto represents, right, it's associated with power and transformation, rebirth, regeneration. I would say this is something we should really be paying attention to because I do think big shifts are coming. Now, the thing is, it's not going to come all at once because Pluto is an outer planet, so it's really slow moving. Pluto will actually be in the sign of Aquarius from January 20th until September 1st, when it will then be retrograde in the sign of Capricorn. And then eventually, it will make its way back to Aquarius on November 19th, where it's going to be until March 2043. So that's a long transit. These shifts that are taking place, they're going to take place over the next 20 years. And I think what's important to keep in mind is that before March of 2023, we have not lived through Pluto and Aquarius. 
as the last time that it was in Aquarius before March 2023 was I think about roughly like 225-ish years ago or something like that. So keep that in mind. This is this is newer energy that we're dealing with on a collective level here. And if you think back to between March 23rd of 2023 and June 11th, 2023, that was when Pluto was in Aquarius for a short period of time. So try to remember what themes might have shown up around that time on a collective level, but also within your own life, because that's the kind of energy that's probably about to come back into your life. So let's talk about this Pluto in Aquarius transit, like just a little bit more. Okay, so on a collective level, think back to the beginning of the year, AI really started to become more popular, right? When Pluto was in Aquarius between March and June, that's when we started to hear a lot more about it. There were also talks of aliens and UFO sightings, and that's also really kind of associated with Aquarius energy. And then Aquarius is the zodiac sign associated with humanitarianism. So in my opinion, we will start to see more fights for humanity, protesting for humanity, and a focus on the collective as a whole with a greater emphasis on addressing social inequalities and working towards a more inclusive society. And like I was saying, you know, I could really see this as a period where people are coming together to protest or to fight for humanity or a group of people. That's what I'm feeling, okay? And more of that's going to continue throughout this Pluto and Aquarius transit. There also is perhaps more of a focus on communities and maybe a lot more gatherings of groups of people. I could see that possibly happening as well. Pluto and Aquarius could also bring in restructuring of institutions and systems. And there's going to be a lot of power shifts within the government as more and more people become more aware of corruption and kind of awaken to this whole conditioned narrative that we've been taught as a society, I really do think Pluto and Aquarius is awakening the collective. But besides that, when we think of Pluto and Aquarius, we really think of technology and networking as well. So again, besides the whole AI topic, because yeah, that's the thing and it's gonna probably continue to develop, there will also probably be a lot of advances when it comes to technology just in general, you know, bringing in new ways of communicating with other people. Aquarius is also associated with unconventional thinking. So I do think that we're gonna start to see a lot more unconventional ways of doing things popping up and this will probably cause more controversy within the collective as, you know, people who struggle with embracing change or feeling uncomfortable with the unfamiliar, they're gonna most likely question the way that people are choosing to go against societal norms. But I really do feel as if we could see a lot of people beginning to actually question societal norms in general and really wanting to rebel against societal norms. And overall, I really just think Pluto and Aquarius is, all that this is doing is really initiating an awakening within the collective. There's a shift of consciousness with this transit and a greater awareness of the need to plan and prepare for the future. I think it's also awakening us to embrace our individuality while also connecting with other people again, finding new ways to connect with one another. So be prepared to probably see new ways of connecting with people. And like I said, Pluto will be in Aquarius from January 20th 
to September 1st. Then it's going to be retrograde and it retrogrades back to Capricorn for a short amount of time until it re-enters Aquarius on November 19th and it will be there until March 2043. So there's a lot of change and transformation to come, but it is going to be over the course of the next 20 years. Now on a more personal level, you'll really want to look at your needle chart and see what house in your needle chart Aquarius is in, as that is the area of your life that Pluto will be transiting for you over the next 20 years. So this is the area of your life that is about to receive regeneration, transformation, but also potential power struggles, right? Because Pluto does bring that energy. But it's also probably the area of your life where you might have this urge to start doing things in a more unconventional way, or it's just the area of your life where you could benefit from unconventional thinking and doing things differently than you normally used to. So now let's talk about February because I think that this could also be a really interesting month because the inner planets are going to begin to conjunct Pluto and Aquarius as well. This could really indicate a month where we could be seeing some changes and transformations starting to take place, especially within our own individual lives. But we could also see some power struggles, some manipulation, some control issues, and we could be seeing this take place on a collective level. So we have Mercury conjunct Pluto on February 5th, and then on February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, we have Mars conjunct Pluto. And like, when I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, Valentine's Day is going to be interesting because it could be really intense passion or it could be really intense conflict. So keep an eye out for that and just keep that in mind. And then February 16th, Venus is going to be conjunct Pluto, which is even furthering the potential for something to happen within values, within relationships, and also potentially within finances. And as we move into March, we have the first lunar eclipse of the year taking place on March 25th in the sign of Libra. So again, take a look at your own chart to see what house Libra is in for you because that is where this eclipse is essentially taking place and that can give you more insight on how this lunar eclipse could be affecting you next March. So with the lunar eclipse in Libra, Libra often brings a focus on relationships and partnerships. It can really illuminate the dynamics within your personal relationships, really highlighting any imbalances or areas that require attention and resolution. And Libra is ruled by Venus, so the planet of love and diplomacy. So this lunar eclipse can shine a light on effective communication and the importance of diplomacy in resolving conflicts and finding compromises within your relationships, as well as we might be seeing this play out on a collective global level too. You also might find that there may be a heightened awareness of the need to find a balance in various areas of your life, whether it's work-life balance, give and take in relationships, or even just are you prioritizing your self-care. The concept of self versus others is really brought into awareness. The lunar eclipse can bring up questions around individual needs and desires versus the needs and desires of others. It also may prompt you to reevaluate your boundaries and find ways to assert your individuality while also maintaining healthy relationships. But overall, you know, this lunar eclipse, it's really bringing in a shift in perspective regarding your relationships and how you navigate them. It may really just encourage you to see situations from a different angle 
and make necessary adjustments for greater harmony and personal growth. And then April, on April 8th, we have a total solar eclipse in Aries. So for this solar eclipse, you'll want to see what house Aries is in in your natal chart, which you probably already did this since we were talking about the nodes. But whatever area Aries is in for you, this could really bring in a new beginning and a fresh start. Because total solar eclipses, especially in the sign of Aries, this signifies a powerful time for new beginnings. It marks a significant turning point in your life and it really offers an opportunity to initiate change, to set new intentions, and to embark on a new chapter. Around this time, there's also a collective new beginning being initiated, and many of us will be starting a new cycle in one way or another, as well as together as a collective as a whole. There's also a heightened focus on self-discovery and embracing your unique qualities and asserting your identity, and really just being encouraged to step into your authentic self and confidently express your true desires and passions. It's here to inspire us to be courageous, to take risks, to assert yourself in pursuing your goals and ambitions. It's a time where you should really trust your instincts and step out of your comfort zone. But you'll also find that you may be encouraged to rely on your own abilities and to take ownership of your life in some powerful way. It's also a great time for you to be breaking free from any limiting beliefs or dependencies and just embrace your inner strength and resilience. Solar eclipses, they're potent periods of change and transformation. And in Aries, this energy is really directed towards personal growth and evolution. So embrace change, let go of old patterns that no longer serve you, and just embrace a transformative journey towards self-improvement and empowerment. I also think April is going to be a very transformative month because... We also have on April 20th, Jupiter conjunct Uranus in the sign of Taurus. This is big. This is something to definitely keep an eye on. This is transformative and expansive energy. There's potential around this time for sudden and significant shifts, both not only on a personal level, but also on a collective level. Now you'll want to look at the house that is in the sign of Taurus in your natal chart to see what area of your life this transit will be affecting for you. But essentially, Jupiter conjunct Uranus in Taurus has the potential to disrupt any established structures and really bring about unconventional breakthroughs. And with Jupiter's influence, this really just amplifies the transformative power of Uranus, really leading to exponential growth and expansion in various areas of life, from financial opportunities to personal development or even innovative ideas. There's going to be a strong urge for us to really break free from limitations and to explore uncharted territories. We are being encouraged to embrace new perspectives. And again, it amplifies that energy of taking risks and stepping out of our comfort zone. But it especially encourages innovative thinking, technological advancements, and even maybe a focus on more sustainable practices. And this transit can also really reflect a more positive mindset potentially inspiring you to approach challenges within your own life with a different perspective or with a more positive view, maybe seeking opportunities for growth in the challenges. But do be prepared because there could be unexpected events and disruptions along the way. It really all depends. But on a collective level, there could be, you know, shocking discoveries being made or an increase of rebellion within the collective in some way. 
I wouldn't be surprised if this transit brought up things associated with finances and values and security and even the environment because we have, you know, it happening in the sign of Taurus. This transit can trigger shifts in societal values, especially surrounding issues related to sustainability, the environment, and materialism. There may be a greater emphasis on finding practical and ethical solutions. So I kind of put a little list together of things on a collective level that I think we may see. First, I really do think that there could be innovations and breakthroughs in fields related to finance or technology and even, um, you know, agriculture and the environment. There's going to probably be an increased focus on sustainability and earth-friendly practices. There could be a focus on the economy. And with this, of course, I hope that it would be a positive economic change. But on the flip side, there's also potential for disruptions and shifts in traditional financial systems and markets. I also think there's this need to embrace new technologies and potential for digital advancements in technology as well as in financial transactions. Potential to maybe explore alternative and unconventional approaches to wealth creation. Changes and shifts in societal values and belief systems. And just an overall urge to break free from societal norms and to embrace individualistic approaches specifically related to material success, uh, security, sustainability, simplicity, things like that. So definitely keep an eye out for the month of April because it could be a significant turning point in your life and in the collective as well. But moving on, now as we move into May, we want to keep a lookout for May 25th because on May 25th, Jupiter is entering the sign of Gemini, and it will be in Gemini until June 9th, 2025. So this transit is really bringing in a new cycle of expansion. With Gemini being ruled by Mercury, Jupiter in Gemini encourages expansive and open communication. This transit really promotes uh, intellectual growth, curiosity, learning, it's a great time to embrace new ideas, really engage in stimulating conversations, and broaden your knowledge in various fields that you may be interested in. You also might find that this transit really emphasizes social connections and networking. Jupiter and Gemini in general can really bring opportunities for forming new friendships, expanding your social circle, and connecting with like-minded individuals. This is a great time for creative self-expression and the sharing of ideas. This transit also encourages you to express yourself through writing, speaking, teaching, or any other form of communication. And it also supports the development and expression of your unique thoughts and perspectives. So you also might find yourself wanting to share those more. And on top of that, this could also inspire you to travel more, especially when it comes to short distance trips. Now, on a collective level, we may see an expansion of social media networks or online platforms. There could be an increased emphasis on communication and information sharing, growth in the fields of journalism, publishing, and media, growing interest in intellectual debates and discussions, which no surprise, it is an election year, we also could see innovation and advancements in technology and communication, as well as heightened focus on critical thinking and analysis. I also find that this energy is really supportive for entrepreneurial endeavors and new startups and things like that. 
but it's also going to be really important because there's going to be an increased focus on media literacy and combating any misinformation. And we also may find that international travel and tourism could maybe experience a significant rebound. There could be collaborative efforts to address cybersecurity challenges and maybe enhance digital privacy in some way. These are all just some of the ways that I could see Jupiter and Gemini playing out on a collective level. But on a personal level, you'll really want to look into your own chart to see what house you have Gemini in, because this will indicate the area of your life that may find expansion during this time. Now, moving on to the next transit to pay attention to, in my opinion, it would be on September 1st when Pluto retrograde enters Capricorn again. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because we are essentially revisiting this energy one last time before it officially moves back into Aquarius on November 19th until 2043. So I personally find this to be significant because it's kind of like we are reflecting on a 15 year period. So during this final retrograde in Capricorn, there's gonna probably be a culmination of the transformative energy that has been building up over the years, leading to profound changes in structures, systems, and power dynamics. And my brain can't help but think what's really interesting is that this is an election year, like I mentioned before, here in the States. So during this time, we really may be reflecting on the structures, systems, and power dynamics at play as a collective, on a collective level, right, as a collective, before we make or cast our vote, essentially. It's really a collective reassessment of power structures, And it brings to light any hidden or corrupt systems of authority, really inviting a reevaluation of how power is wielded and distributed in society. It's possible that hidden truths are revealed and secrets that have been buried are exposed. It's also very possible that previously, you know, concealed information all of a sudden comes to light and brings about a deeper understanding of societal dynamics. And again, I'm really just speculating here. Okay, but overall though, I do think that this is an opportunity for collective rebuilding and restructuring of systems that are no longer serving the greater good. This final retrograde signifies the end of a transformative cycle that began when Pluto first entered Capricorn in 2008. It brings closure to a chapter of intense societal change and it really paves the way for a new phase of growth and evolution as Pluto stations direct on October 11th for the last time in Capricorn and then enters Aquarius on November 19th for the next 19 years. But that's not all we have going on in September because we also have a partial lunar eclipse in the sign of Pisces on September 17th. So this is an emotional release in a time for healing. This lunar eclipse provides an opportunity to let go of past emotional baggage, to really release old patterns and heal emotional wounds. It encourages us to connect with our emotions, practice self-compassion, and really engage in healing practices. Pisces is a deeply intuitive and spiritual sign, and so a lunar eclipse in Pisces can really amplify these energies. It encourages you to tune into your intuition, to deepen your connection with the divine, Don't be afraid to explore your spiritual side. And this eclipse may bring in profound spiritual insights and a greater sense of connection to something much larger than yourself. There's also going to be a heightened awareness of the need for healthy boundaries and self-care. And this eclipse encourages you to balance compassion for others with self-compassion. 
It's really important that you don't neglect your own needs and boundaries while being there for other people, which again is really just further reflecting the overall theme of this year. There's also a focus on artistic expression and even potentially tapping into your creative potential. This eclipse can encourage you to explore your creative side, to use your imagination to really manifest your dreams and desires. But overall, this lunar eclipse, it's really important to learn to surrender and just let go, to release control, trust the flow of life, and it encourages you to surrender to the natural cycles of growth and change, letting go of attachments and expectations. It's an opportunity for deep emotional release and transformation. So look at where Pisces is in your natal chart to figure out what area of your life will be maybe feeling an emotional release as well as calling in more healing to that area of your life. Then on October 2nd, we have an annular solar eclipse in the sign of Libra. This is the last eclipse of the year and this is further emphasizing your need to find balance within your relationships. There could be an overall theme of justice and equality during this time, uh, especially on a collective level. There could be social justice issues that are taking place on a collective level. You might also feel called to partake in standing up for fairness and equality on not only a collective level, but on a personal level too, especially within the area of your life that this solar eclipse will be transiting for you, which is the house in your natal chart that is in the sign of Libra. You'll most likely want to also find resolution when it comes to relationships in your life specifically, but also other situations that might feel off balance too. And this eclipse also encourages you to approach conversations and negotiations with more tact and grace with the intention of finding common ground. So overall with this solar eclipse in Libra, this brings themes of harmonizing relationships, justice and equality, diplomacy, and self-reflection. It's a time to seek balance in relationships, to really promote fairness and equality, practice diplomatic communication, and find appreciation in the beauty of life. Now we're moving into November. Let's talk about it. So we do have the presidential election on November 5th here in the States. And again, what I'm mentioning here is simply just speculation. I'm just looking at the transits and letting you know the potential energies, take it or leave it. On November 5th, there's one transit in particular that really stands out to me, which is Mars opposite Pluto in a Capricorn, because Pluto has not entered Aquarius yet when the election is taking place, which really is no surprise there in my opinion. So with this transit taking place, there is potential for power struggles and conflicts within the collective, which again is no surprise because that always tends to happen during an election. And with this being opposite from Pluto and Capricorn, emotions tend to really run high during this transit. So we can really possibly expect, you know, strong emotional responses from both maybe the candidates and voters. Maybe even in your own life on a personal level, it could be like uh, trying to find balance between home and family life and work life, like a, a work-life balance kind of thing. However, regardless, with Pluto in Capricorn, this really signifies a period of transformation and reform within established structures and systems. And with the opposition with Mars, this can really just amplify the need for change and indicate a desire for transformative actions in response to, you know, societal or political issues. This opposition can also indicate potential for manipulative tactics and power plays within the political, you know, arena, which again, no surprise, it's 
freaking election after all so i mean it's what it is but it does suggest a potential for behind the scenes maneuvering strategic moves and potential attempts to gain an advantage through either aggressive or assertive actions this transit really just warns against the misuse of power or attempts to control the narrative so keep that in mind as some sort of manipulation could be at play during this specific day or around this time of the year. But this is nothing new, right? This has been going on within the government for years and years now. So it's it's nothing new. But again, I'm really just hoping that this is a year that as a collective, we become more awakened to what is going on and we have a stronger desire for change instead of saying things have to change and then nothing changes, right? So I'm really, really hoping that this is the year that really things start to change. And with this transit in general, you know, regardless, it's really going to inspire passionate engagement from the public, probably leading to increased activism and protests and demand for change. So again, no surprise that this transit would be happening during the election. Really, it's just all about reflecting on a time of heightened political awareness and a call for action. And then Pluto enters Aquarius and it will be there until 2043. And we end the year off on December 6th with Mars going retrograde in Leo and it will be retrograde until February 23rd of 2025. So not the greatest energy for starting off a new year in my opinion it's more so a reflective time so when mars is retrograde its energy becomes more introspective and less outwardly focused so you may experience a temporary dip in energy levels maybe a reduced drive or ambition this is also a time where we're being called to reevaluate our personal desires our passions it's a time to reflect on what truly brings you joy and fulfillment you may also reassess your goals, your creative pursuits, and how you express your individuality. This transit also encourages you to reflect on how you assert yourself and express your desires. And it's a great opportunity to examine whether your approach is aligned with your authentic self or if adjustments need to be made. This can also lead to a deeper understanding of your assertiveness style and how it impacts your relationships. You may find that this is a time in your life where you're addressing any resentment or frustrations and really working to find healthier ways of expressing and managing your anger. Mars retrograde can really bring delays and obstacles and projects and endeavors, really making it important to practice patience and persistence. It's a time for reassessing your strategies, refining your plans, and addressing any underlying issues or weaknesses. So use this period to strengthen your foundation and make those necessary adjustments before really moving forward. So that is an overall look into the year 2024. This is a very general overview. Uh, and of course, you know, looking into your own personal natal chart will help you to understand your personal year better. I do offer these readings. So if you want me to do a 2024 reading for you, check out my website for more information to work with me, ldclose.blog. So E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S dot B-L-O-G. And I have information on how you can work with me and get an overview of your own 2024 energy. So I hope you found this overview helpful and insightful. If you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to join the soul family by subscribing to the podcast. And if you feel called to leave a review, it supports me more than you know, and I really do appreciate it so, so, so much. I also love connecting with you all on Instagram at lduclose, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S. 
I am sending you so, so much love and a happy, healthy, safe new year. Until next time.